Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tucker podcast. We've done it. We have got episode 100. This episode is brought to you by our proud sponsor, Gold Coast Trading Cards. They are an authorized TLA trading card dealer, and they are the NRL collector's choice from box breaks to individual cards they sell thousands of them from the 1960s up until recent 2020s and into the future 2021s coming out next year be sure to get all of your nrl trading card needs at gold coast trading cards the best way to celebrate that would be someone who was in possibly the best grand final in the history of the modern nrl era we've got 2015 cowboys grand final winner rory cost jason joining us thank you for joining us today mate Oh, thanks for having me. No, no worries. I mean, so, I mean, let's get started. You would, um, uh, gr- your grassroots was on the Central Coast where I was, where I grew up as well. What was it like, you know, country rugby league and, you know, going from small town like Berkeley Vale Panthers to, you know, the big leagues? Um, yeah, I had a great um, junior time. Uh, I played with some guys I'm still really close friends with now. Um, my best mates from, the coast are the guys that I played footy alongside uh, when I was a kid. So I had a really enjoyable um, junior playing career, um, if you call it a career when you're a kid. I mean, you could, um, considering you went into the big league, I'd say you can call it a career. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it was a big change, obviously, moving from Berkeley, but, um, pretty small place. Um on the central coast to the eastern suburbs of Sydney. That's that's um, a yeah. bit. I can only imagine moving to Sydney. Yeah. I'm still living on the central coast, so to move to somewhere like Sydney is insane. Sorry, continue. Yeah, um, yeah, it was crazy. I, I look back now. I think I was 18, um, just finished school, and luckily I moved down there. One of my best mates, a, a guy that I played all my junior footy with, Brad Baldry. Um, which made that transition a bit easier. Mm, it would have, yeah. Um, yeah, and I uh, spent three years there. At the Roosters, um, didn't you? Yes, I played uh, Jersey Flag in reserve grade. And you played um, for their feeder Newtown, wasn't it, as well? Yep, yep. Um, played a lot of games for Newtown. Um, really good good reserve grade team to play for, actually, Newtown. Mm. Very passionate fans. Um, at Henson Park there, so... Mate, the history fun. of Henson Park would have been amazing, you know? Yeah, they love it. Um, I, don't, I think those foundation clubs like North Sydney and Newtown. Mm. Um, they yeah, really get really up for it, it, even with Canterbury Cup as well, sort of stuff, sort of thing. Yeah, they, they certainly get behind their team. Um, yes, yeah, so I had, had a really good time down there. Unfortunately, didn't get re-signed. Um, ended up playing uh, for reserve grade for Melbourne, who were based on the Central Coast. At the time, yeah, it was such a ghost storm. Yeah, that would have been a bit yeah. of a, a bit of a whirlwind going to the big city and then back to the central coast when, like, when you weren't called up for first grade sort of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a big shock. I, I was full time mm. um, the year previously with the Roosters, mm-hmm. and then I went to part time footy. Oh, okay. So I was working with my old man, um, hanging doors in the city. Oh wow! So I'd get up at four thirty and. I'd sleep in the car and he'd drive me down. Um, <laughs> I'd work all day with him. And then he'd drop me off. Um, to training? Training on the way home. Was I, Jamie Feeney the coach of the Central Coast Storm yeah. at, at that time? Yeah, he was. He was. Um, yeah, he was a good coach. He was 
he, I think he enjoyed the sessions as much as we did. He was always jumping in, playing <laughs> games with us. And um, yeah, that was an enjoyable year. And uh, yeah, I was grateful to receive an opportunity to go for a training trial in Melbourne. And then um, yeah, from there, I was, that's where probably career really started. Yeah, um, which you, it really did pick up. You played most of 2010 to 2012, um, either in the reserves or, you know, from the bench or starting, um, you know, for Melbourne Storm, which obviously, unfortunately, your your position of choice was taken by Cameron Smith at the time, um, which was hooker. Um, but he gave you your debut jersey of when you played for the Storm. What was it like receiving your, you know, your first ever cap you could say from the great man himself um to be honest i, I can't even remember it was that long ago <laughs> um the, the the weird thing about it was uh, my nrl debut was round one um in 2010 mm. against cremella mm-hmm. but i i played um the world club challenge a week two weeks before oh okay so <laughs> it was a it was a funny one because it was like, was it your debut? Um, Wasn't it? Sort of thing. Yeah, it was. It was quite strange. Um, I didn't play much time in, in either game, to be honest. Come off the bench, and uh, I only got an opportunity because um, Cooper Cronk was injured to start the season. So, um, yeah, I was. I was so lucky and so grateful um, for Melbourne to give me an opportunity to go down there and, and train mm. the preseason. Um, let alone be given an opportunity to uh, force my way into. Or earn a, earn a spot in those first couple of games, so um, yeah, it was it was a whirlwind kind of um, three months, four months to start uh, down in Melbourne mm, for sure. Um, and then obviously you you know found your feet over in Melbourne, and you were named as 18th man for the 2012 Grand Final. Then after that amazing year with Melbourne in 2012, you were then selected for the Ireland World Cup team for 2013. What was it like to be you know chosen for the highest honor that you can possibly think of. Yeah, um, man, that that trip was outstanding. Uh, we played um, Fiji in the first game, and then we played England, and then we played Australia. Oh, so wow! It, it wasn't a wow. draw. goosebumps. No, but yeah. goosebumps though. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to get an opportunity to play against um, that caliber of side. Uh, was awesome, and then also the group of blokes that we um, we did it with. That was a great fun trip. Um, and we worked very hard when we were on the field, but we certainly enjoyed ourselves um, those off the four field. Or five weeks. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Honestly, yeah. well, you'd want to. Honestly, that's amazing. Um, and then the pinnacle of your career, from what I've read and and researched, was the 2015 Grand Final. Because not only was it the 2015 grand final it was your hundredth first grade game. What was it yeah. like playing in the 2015 grand final, obviously winning it and everything that comes with that? Um, yeah, like I, I can't describe the feeling that um, you get when you win a grand final. I remember the, the 2012 grand final at Melbourne, mm. um, seeing, seeing the emotion, um, the players that played, that day had, and I remember thinking to myself, "I'm, I'm desperate." You want to, to you want to have feel, that feeling. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was fixated on. That was my only goal. All I wanted to do was, um, was experience that and feel that feeling for myself. And mm. um, thinking back now, I, 
yeah, I can't put into words how it feels. It's a mixture of joy and relief at the same time. Mm. Um, that all the hard work that you've put on, not put in, not only for that year, but, but all for the, the years, years yeah. that get you the opportunity to be there on that day. Um, yeah, and then get the result. I think it's a big, big relief. Um, and and what a result! Going into Golden Point extra time, Thurston slots the field goal. What was your, if you can remember, it's probably going to be very hard because the moment of the game. What was your thoughts going? like going on when Thursto missed the goal and then when he got the field goal? Uh, yeah, I was... I remember thinking after he missed the goal, um, I just felt really confident that we were going to win. Okay. Uh, you were like, even I, if he didn't get it, you were like, we got this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I felt confident that we were going to get the job done. Um, and then when he kicked the field goal, just... Absolute um, elation. <laughs> um, excitement. I was on the bench at the time, so I was, I was moving as fast as I could to get <laughs> in there and um, get in the huddle with the boys and, and celebrate. Um, really, really good bunch of blokes up there. Um, again, it was another group that we put as much effort we could into training and then um, getting the job done on the weekend, and we certainly enjoyed our, each other's company. Um, so, yeah, I, those four years out up there, uh, loved it absolutely loved it now nah, for sure and speaking of you know playing with such big names you've shared the field with the probably the biggest names of the current like modern era like Cooper Cronk Billy Slater Cameron Smith Jonathan Thurston literally all those names Dally M's for days um looking back on your career um what parts of those like what traits of those players and blokes in particular do you think had an effect on your career as a as a player and later on in life as a person after playing yeah um yeah some unbelievable players um and very very good people so that's probably the common trait um amongst all those names that you mentioned was like they're just genuinely good people um they work very hard. They're super competitive. Um, anyone that's able to achieve what those guys can oh. achieve on such a consistent level for so long, um, yeah, they know what it means to work hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're just just good bikes, just good bikes. Um, good people to be around. Good teammates. Um, yeah, that's obviously the the work ethic you, mm. as a young person as a young player um, and you look up to those senior players and you watch the way they prepare for games and the effort they put in, whether it's pre-season or during the year, maybe it's um, their prehab or rehab, the professionalism that they have towards the game. Um, obviously that you know, rubs off in your work ethic. And then like you said, around um, outside of footy, you know, they're um, being humble and, and just just being down to earth and just trying to be a good person. I think, um, yeah, that, that lesson is probably the most valuable one. Just, yeah, being a good bloke and <laughs> um, not getting too far ahead of yourself. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and speaking of, you know, um, being a junior, or, you know, whether that's junior in the first grade leagues, you know, only in your first year or even in general, you know, as a kid, what team did you follow as a kid um, in the NRL? 
Uh, I was a Roosters fan when oh. I was a kid. Um, wow. Yeah, I was a Freddie Fittler fan. Yeah. So um, the Roosters were my number one team. And then come from the coast, my number two team was Newcastle. Yeah. Which, yeah. Um, after your career, you're now actually the, as far as I'm led to believe, the elite pathways coach of the Newcastle Knights. Um, so what's it like to um, be amongst the Knights and their, you could say, atmosphere and the way they run things, um, you know, in general? Yeah, the, the Knights, uh, they're a unique club in terms of their supporter base. Um, oh, yeah. They are proud, resilient people. Um, the crowds that, since I got here, so the first year I got here, I think they come off three wooden spoons. Yeah, they, think, yeah, they were. At yeah. least two. I know um, it was so, two at least, yeah. Um, and regularly would get, you know, sixteen to 20,000 people yep. to a home game. Um, so their, their support is unwavering and it's, yeah, it's exceptional to be a part of this club um, for that reason. But also um, to see where the club was when I first got here to and see to where the it is direction now. it's going now. Um, mm. we're, we're not where we want to be, that's for sure. Okay. Um, but you're but definitely on the way on the way to, for sure. Yeah, well, we're on a better path than what we were before. Um, we're not a better path, but we're tracking towards mm. where we want to be. Mm. Um, there's a lot of work to be done, but. Um, yeah, it's certainly exciting. And Adam O'Brien's doing a great job. Oh, he is. He's turned the club around so much in the short time that he's been there. Um, and obviously, touching on your time at the Knights, you did at the end of uh, 2016, I want to say, sign with the Knights and unfortunately had a career-ending career ending injury um, during the preseason. Um, how did you handle you know, that? And what was the you know, the driving factor, like, you know, the, the decision maker of, I can't sort of go on sort of thing as a player. Yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was a worst half time. Like obviously um, anytime you get injured is, is not, not fun. It's not fun no. um, especially when it's a serious injury and you're out for a long time. Um, yeah, it was, it was difficult for a number of reasons that the rehab process is not great. Um, and then the, the, the unknown part there was a, for a fair while where like we're all, well hopefully you'll be right to play next week or hopefully we're able to play next week and next week so that limbo was the limbo of next week comes be. and then it doesn't and then next week comes yep. okay. when, all, when all you want to do is go and play footy mm. I'm at a new club I'm, I just finished the pre-season I'm desperate to Get some footy, some footy yeah. with these the the my new teammates, um, mm. so that that was frustrating. Um, and how how the decision was made around um, not being able to play on was uh, I was getting very close to um, trying to play a game, whether that was going to be reserve grade or mm. or first grade, we weren't sure. Um, and I had to do like a a training session that was going to be as close as we could get to uh, uh, actual uh, match. game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really struggled um, okay. with breathing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So after that, I went and got another scan on my throat and um, the way they had to fix my throat, 
had to put a small implant um, behind one of the parts in your in your vocal cords mm-hmm. um, to make sure I still had a voice. Mm. But wow. by doing that, my airways now you know thirty percent smaller than what it. And that definitely is not is not good for needing to be at the elite sort of sport. Yeah, no, it's not. No, so um, we don't we weren't sure how much of an impact that was going to have. Maybe mm. maybe thirty percent well, smaller the, wasn't going to be the only way to find out would have been to do what you did with the you know big training yeah. session sort of thing. Yeah. So um, yeah, we we were pushing very very hard. I was some of the hardest sessions I've ever done. Um, wow. Yeah, very very uncomfortable sessions. And we tried a heap of different things. We we tried little oxygen tried like spray things like okay. to get more more oxygen in or tried everything. Sure. Yeah, we tried some some different stuff. I went to a vocal coach, so she was trying to help me be able to not only talk better, but um you know, be more efficient in the way I breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, and breathe when talking sort of thing. Yeah, because I found when I first had it done. I didn't realize that my sentences had to be shorter because oh, like, okay. I don't have as much air to push all the words out. Gotcha. So like I'd be talking to my wife and then the last word I'd go to say got- wouldn't come out. Wow. Like, oh, that was, that was weird. So that took a little bit to get used to, but, um, mm-hmm. but you've definitely got your stuff. not a big drama. Sure. Yes. Yeah. But the, yeah, the reason I had to stop was I just could not mm. get myself aerobically to where I needed to be to play. Um, gotcha. Yeah. I, yeah, so that that's that's how that went. No, that's fair. And honestly, um, thank God for the Knights because they've done they've treated you so well. Even like re- point of rehabilitation, and even offered you a role, you know, at the Knights, um, which is amazing of them. So big, big shout out to the Knights for that. Yeah, I'm really grateful to um, Darren Mooney, Nathan Brown, and Dean Noonan. Um, those guys were exceptional support for me and my family. Um, mm through that kind of transition. Uh, it's obviously for oh, any player, whether yeah. it's retiring by choice or by injury. Yeah, it's, it was a lot, it's a lot harder than what you think. Um, yeah, you always hear stories about players saying how difficult transition out of footy is, but um, yeah, it is a fair shock mm. to the system. But especially um, if you're not, well, I can understand, um, you know, players that choose to retire, not the retirement by injury, because they more or less at some most not all of them but some of them these days do actually have a pathway or they've got something mm. up post footy life you know whereas injury there's that you haven't really thought at that point of nah. you know so which it 100% will be much more difficult which yeah, is but like I said um those guys like Darren Mooney and Nathan Brown obviously um they they were the first ones to actually talk to me about potentially doing some coaching I honestly I hadn't even thought about it really mm. um I'd I thought a little bit about doing some, like um, like a development coach, which I'm doing now, mm-hmm. um, but not. Yeah, I didn't expect to be doing it so soon. Yeah, and and then the other one was Dean Noonan. Um, yeah, he was the well-being um, officer at the club at the time, and um, those guys were outstanding. So yeah, very grateful that they've given me the opportunity to stay involved in rugby league and stay involved in the Knights. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, big ups to them. Um, now touching on some sort of fun questions away from the seriousness for a bit. Um, if you could have a movie made about your life, which actor would you want to play you? Oh, 
That's a tough question. Um, oh, who's that pommy bloke? Uh, my wife likes his pommy bloke. So Vinnie Jones, um, Jason Statham. Nah, um, he was Bane. To, uh, Tom oh, Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yep. Yep. All right. So um, my wife likes him. So I'll, I'll let her choose Tom Hardy for me. <laughs> That's fair. Um, just looking at the list. So if, what show or movie series did you binge on Netflix during the 10-week COVID lockdown that the NRL had? Um, what was the one with the the, the Tiger King? Yes. The Tiger King. <laughs> yep. yeah. I think yep. everyone in the world was half binging on that during the COVID lockdown. Oh, so, for sure. And, or at least, at least in Australia. Oh, um, for sure. Do you think Carol Baskin had her husband killed or killed him? Well, <laughs> oh, there's a fair chance, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it seems that way in the in the yeah, doco, but I reckon it seems that way in the doco. But whatever happens, happens. But yeah, definitely signs are pointing towards it being that way. <laughs> yeah, so she seemed a bit dodgy, but uh, every everyone you know, was dodgy person, in that. That was a bit, yeah, a bit different. <laughs> Mate, so. uh, I feel like you couldn't come up with that shit. Like you can't make up. I mean, you can, but you know what I mean. Um, what is your beer of choice? Uh, I don't mind a Great Northern, actually. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's probably yeah. my beer of choice. Yeah, that's an all right drop. I, I like that. Um, uh, and what's the other one I've come on to recently? Bolters. It's a pale ale type drink. It's quite nice. Oh, yeah, it's um, McFanning's beer. Is mm. it? Yeah, I, I think so. I'm not sure. I but think I think the surfers might have made it. Uh, mm. I think so. Yeah, no, it's quite nice. Um, if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Oh. <laughs> um, I was terribly slow runner, so I would choose to be fast. Yeah, fair call. <laughs> nah, fair call. Um, during your time in the NRL, which team was the toughest to go up against? Um, when when I was playing for Melbourne, I'd say Manly. Oh, then, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back back, they had a fair rivalry. Um, yeah, they did. That kind of. <laughs> I don't know, they played a few grand finals against each other and um, that obviously ended up into a, a big fight at Brookvale. Oh, yeah, the Battle of uh, Brookvale. Yeah, so they were, yeah, they were good games against them and I think um, the Roosters team. Um, okay. And when, when you were... Cows, I, that was for when you were at the Cowboys? Yeah, they were... Um, the rivalry the between the Broncos and the Cowboys didn't really start until after 2015 grand final, so... No, they, they had, we had a fair rivalry. Like I think that year we um, we had a, a crazy run, fifteen and sixteen, where we had mm. like four games decided in Golden Point or, or it was crazy, or two yeah. points. Um, and they were they were always exceptionally hard games. Um, but and I'm not taking anything away from the Broncos, but um, yeah, I just personally the Roosters you, around that um, fourteen. I think they won it in fourteen. Uh, 13, they wanted in. 13, so 13, yep. 14, um, even 15, I think they were... They were up there. Premiers. Um, I think so, yeah. yeah. They, were, they were very good. They were a very good team. No, that's fair. Um, of your time in the NRL, being coached under Paul Green and being coached under Bellamy, uh, which coach did you, I would say, you know, prefer? And if, and if you can't choose, which coach, um, you know, I'm sure they maybe gave you different aspects of coaching, um, you know, so which one did one better or, or which one did the other better sort of thing? It's 
hard, it's a hard question to um, ask. <laughs> now, uh, I, I'm not going to pick between um, between the two um, because one guy gave me an opportunity when no other club was going to or willing to. Um, no, I got an opportunity to debut under him. Um, Craig Bellamy, I don't think I need to wrap him. I think everyone knows <laughs> how unbelievably good. What's it like to be on the other side of a Bellamy spray? Because they're so legendary. Um, I have to ask that. <laughs> well, you don't get a spray if you don't deserve it. Um, so that's fair. I, I didn't. I didn't um, drop my bottom lip too much if I've got a spray because I thought, well, I, I deserve that and I, I need to do better. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure um, it does affect different people in different ways. But yeah. Um, yeah, because he was very that's... animated in the grand final, and it's just you can only imagine what he was if that's how he's like in the in the box. You can imagine what he was like at half time or full time, sort of thing. Yeah, I think what you see is what you get. He's mm. passionate, he wants to win, um, and he wins a lot. So he does, he doesn't like losing because he's so used to winning <laughs> 100%. Yeah, um, and Greeny, I think, uh, Greeny was exactly what the Cowboys needed at the time mm. to get the potential out of the squad. And he did. He got a grand time. final and a World Club yeah, challenge. And, and uh, another grand final appearance in mm, 2017. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he probably um, taught me a few things around just the way um, a team can be structured to... Um, share the workload a little bit and okay. really be on the same page um, irrespective of how, how you're feeling at the time. Okay, yeah. Um, everyone, everyone knowing what their job is exactly in, in attack and, and in defence as well. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. And I've got two more questions for you. Um, what In looking back on your career, there's a plethora of highlights. Your debut the 2015 Grand Final, World Club Challenge, or Challenges, technically, um, you know, uh, World Cup. Which game is your personal favourite, if you could pick one? Um, oh, the, the Grand Final is obviously going to be um, the number one. It's, it's all I ever wanted to do was win a Grand Final, so um, you can't pass that, but I think some of the other Broncos games we played, mm. um, there was a, actually we end up the second last game I played. We, it was my last home game at, um, at 1300 Smiles, which is the old stadium now. Yep. Uh, and went into Golden Point and it was a year after the grand final. So the rules had changed where um, it was 10 minutes extra time. It wasn't Golden Point. Mm. And um Thurston went through, flicked past the Morgan. Morgan scores. Um, I think it might have been in the first half of that extra time. Yep. And then we defend that out and, uh, and win the game in an elimination final. So Wow. Um, that was one of my most recent yeah. games too, obviously. But uh, yeah, that those two games, the grand final number one and, yep. and then that, and then that um, elimination last final. home game up there. Yep. Yeah, it was... Yeah, that was a cracking game. That was oh, it ebbed and flowed, and leads changed a lot. And, honestly, yeah, the the Broncos Cowboys game since the 2015 Grand Final onwards have always been 
nail biters, you know, it's been within one yeah. point. There's been some where the Cowboys have won comfortably, you know, but it's been more or less decided by four points or less in the last few years. And it's amazing, you know, to see yeah. both of those things. Cause I'm a Broncos fan. I was born in Brisbane, <sighs> but yeah. even as a Broncos fan, as I was saying earlier, the 2015 grand final, I still watch, even though my team lost, it's the best grand final that's ever happened since 1998 for the modern era. Um, and with that in mind, the last question I've got is, do you have any advice for any youngsters that would love to try and make it in the big league one day? Oh, for the young youngsters, just enjoy footy and enjoy competing and enjoy um, playing alongside your friends. I think that was, that was where the love of the game um, was created for me. It was, I just wanted to play footy with my mates. I, I loved going out there and working hard with my mates. And then, um, yeah, we enjoyed ourselves on the field, off the field as kids, always hanging out, kicking footy, um, playing touch footy after you played footy in the day, yep. Yep. playing tackle footy after you played footy in the day. <laughs> yep. um, just, uh, yeah, that mateship of, that's a huge part of why I enjoyed the game so much. Obviously, the community the sort of aspect of it. Yeah, um, it's a great community. Rugby community supports each other mm. exceptionally well, uh, and the mateship you get out of it uh, is amazing. Uh, so yeah, just enjoy your footy and and compete hard, and you know, just see where it takes you.